This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. <laughs> and I am Chad. Welcome back, Chad. Right? Wow. Well, well oh, yeah, welcome man. back, Chad. Welcome back, all of us. We're trying to remember how to do this stuff. It's, it's <laughs> been a few weeks. <laughs> I'm a little rusty right now. When you said uh, we're going to record uh, three, two, one, I was like, oh, man, I can't remember what I even say. <laughs> it's It's been a, been a while, but um, I'm excited it's, to be back on, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it, did it kind of remind you when you – before you got the contract, when you did extra spots for WWE, yeah, did I? I don't know. I guess it was still Regal at that time. Was he pretty much the the trainer? And did he? Uh, no, man, dude. When I did extra spots for WWE, you were talking about oh seven oh eight. So okay. we're talking about like the Tommy Dreamer was helping uh, gotcha. book the extras, and then um, Ty Dillinger, not 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 you know, the one that folks know about, but an office Ty Dillinger was helping book. And then, you know, obviously Bill Barron's at NWA Anarchy, but yeah, Regal was the one who, and we can talk about that in the future, was the one who helped me basically get my contract and get my meetings with Hunter in 2015 with my, that, that tryout. Yes. For the performance center tryout in 2015. Yeah, yeah. That was Regal. That was Regal. Yeah. Well, it, it was, it made me think you was talking about the little red light and, and, not knowing what to say since it, it's been so long since we've done this. And I was thinking, yeah. I remember, I remember the first time that, that Regal grabbed all of us, you know, we'd been in the ring working out and, and doing some stuff. And then he, he says, okay. Uh, he says, meet me in the promo room in 30 minutes. And yeah. so we go, we go to the promo room and standing outside and he just starts pulling us in one by one. And, you know, him and Brawler are in there and, he just puts you in front of the the camera and says, "Go, and go." <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and I think uh, and the biggest mistake. I mean, I, I learned going in there was guys were just cutting these like '80s styles promos where they're screaming, and Regal didn't want to see that. He wanted to like see you cut a promo on some something random, yeah, or tell a story basically. So I remember when I did mine, I. I I uh, told basically a story of when I was overseas in Iraq and and how I. Uh, never got to eat M&Ms until I got back to the States for nine months. So it was really like this dramatic buildup. I never <laughs> mentioned M&Ms, but at the end of the promo, I opened up a bag of M&Ms and start eating these candy M&Ms. So it's, he loved it. <laughs> it was like, that's original. Like you're not cutting a wrestler promo. You're telling a story and there's a punchline. So yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, or we can just do like, Hey, on the podcast, we could do like Sid Vicious and uh, was it mean gene where he messes up his promo and he goes, ah, S can we do that? Yeah. Now, we're live, pal. <laughs> we're live, pal. JR, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I remember one. Uh, I think it was Nitro. Uh, it was like 2000, 2001 WCW. I wasn't watching it then. You Mad, know? Madness at that uh, But I, I remember like uh, – I remember watching a promo, and I probably seen it on YouTube, but it was like uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are in the ring, and Sid is – on the ramp and he's, he's cut the promo and he says, he says something like, uh, <laughs> you're half the man that I am. Yeah. And I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> I remember it, bro. Oh, we need to have an episode on like some of the worst promos ever or some of the most crazy. So if you think about, um, Scott Steiner TNA promos, oh, Lord. bro. We could have a whole series of just Scott Steiner, but oh man, yeah. I love yeah. Sid Vicious was 
he was out there, bro. <laughs> it, it was it was some funny stuff. Funny. Oh, stuff. I love it. I love uh, it, man. <laughs> but before we jump into everything, uh, what's been going on with you, man? Just um, sold my house. You know, you, you can notice my background's a little different. There's no Marine Corps flag put up yet, but uh, just going through the process. You know, everybody knows on the podcast from last August with the divorce and, and everything, man. But just really, uh, you know, I spoke to you about, uh, you know, the distractions I had in my life around November or so things that were just kind of pulling me away, man. And I don't want to get into to a long answer, winded answer here, but just started praying to the Lord. Hey, start removing people from my life that don't belong there or things from my life start to peel me back. And lo and behold, he did, man. He started to remove things. He started to really weigh heavy on my heart for, um, you know, for uh, reconciliation of my marriage, you know, I'm, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty open on here about, you know, uh, about our life and our prayer life. And that's just where my heart is, man. And, and I just believe that God's laid it on my heart to pray into that, to believe into that and um, just to press into that, man. So um starting to jump back into some ministry stuff, you know, I've taken time off just to kind of deal with uh, my emotions really. And yeah, but um, God's starting to open some doors, dude, and, and just um, getting back on the podcast. Finally, we're going to start rolling with that and just yeah. getting in the groove, man. I'm finally out of the – oh, man, dude, Casey, I went through a, a phase of anger, frustration, bitterness, and these are all healthy signs of grieving. We, we talked, you know, yeah. when, when, someone, when someone has a death in the family, whether it be a child or whatever, they go through these different stages um, of, of grieving. And I, and I did, man. There, I mean, you know, I shut down for a while where I didn't talk to anybody. Uh, then I was mad. I, I mean, I've been open about a couple of times where I'm driving past the store and it's like Satan says, go get you a six pack because it'll help you out. And, and it, I mean, I'm so thankful that I didn't. I've been sober four years, man. Because it, you and I talked about it, it would do nothing but condemn me. Right. And it's, yeah, maybe I'll pass out on my couch and have a restful night, but then I wake up in the morning and it's it, all the troubles back there and times more because of what I did. But I shook that. I haven't. Uh, I've just pressed into prayer, man. I pressed into just letting God. Uh, he's man. He's peeling back the layers on this one, and and it's what I needed. Um, I know I'm going, but let me talk about it for a minute. It's just like you know, man. Um, Man camp, we had days of silence. Um, coming out of man camp, I, there was a heavy conviction on me of, of being a, a better father and a better husband. Not that I was a screaming father or husband or beat my wife or anything, but I knew deep down inside, you've got to be better. You got to love your wife a little more. You got to date your wife. You got to, um, you know, do things better. But man, I just ignored it. I ignored the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I see what happened because of that. You know, two people's communication went south. Uh, but I'm allowing the Lord to really dissect me right now. And I'm, I'm realizing some things, man. So Lord willing, if there's reconciliation down the road, um, I think it's his way of, you know, man, refining us. That's my prayer anyway. So yeah. there's my, there's my answer. That's what I've been into, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and, you know, the, you got, you got your big kingdom family who's, who's praying yeah. for you too. And, and uh, <laughs> man, I, I just believe that the Lord's got awesome plans in that area. Um, Me too. <clears throat> Amen. So jumping into some of these, some of these questions, first off, <laughs> have you seen any, have you seen any of the Bray Wyatt stuff? I have not, man. So I don't have cable. I haven't seen anything, but no. Uh, well, I don't, I don't either. I go anything that I watch, I go back on Hulu 
And, okay. you know, I usually skim through and see what's, what's, you know, going on. The, the only thing, you know, whenever uh, I had heard that he came back, uh, I, I came and started skimming through so that I could see what was going on. Just because, you know, when somebody comes back, there's all, always a spark of interest for a little mm-hmm. while. And sure. I, I think with this one, I don't know. I know some people are saying that they're dragging it out a little bit too long, but I know with this one, it's been interesting because he's not got, he's not had a match yet. And it's just been this whole story of this uncle howdy and this, you know, different stuff. And, and it's some of it's funny. Some of it's weird. Some of it's kind of like, eh. but yeah. I do think that it is, it's different and it's showing layers of Wyndham, you know, right. Layers yeah. of, of that person, that character. And that, I mean, of course, that's one thing that he's always been pretty good about, always. but like, um, for young wrestlers, that's, I tell people all the time, stop doing what you've always done. Yeah. And and this is kind of some of my teaching that came from Dutch Mantel, but, you know, hey, think outside the box, do something different, you know, uh, don't do what you've always done if it's not getting you anywhere, yep. you know, don't be afraid to change things up do a different look, do a different character. And so I enjoy seeing people put work into these characters and develop character Mm -hmm. develop is character development is something so huge. And you got a lot of guys and I was one of them for a long time where, Oh, I had built this one certain image of what Casey cage was supposed to be. Right. And when a company or, you know, different people would have an idea, different creative ideas. And they're like, Hey, what if we, what if we did this to add this layer to Casey or what if we made you this? And I'm like, no, no, you know, my, I've already, look at all the, all the time and effort that I've put into my character here. And, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to take that away, but I, I missed a lot of opportunities because of that. And sure. So I don't know why, but I just feel like speaking to young wrestlers, hey, don't be afraid to allow that character to develop. Well, the thing about Wyndham, dude, you look at Wyndham. To me, I was talking to a buddy the other day, and this, he's like the modern-day um, Undertaker. You look at the Undertaker, the dead man, then he did you know, the, the American bad gimmick. I mean, he did so many different gimmicks. He rebirthed himself because he realized, okay, this is kind of – he kind of went with the times if you look at it, but then at the end of his career, he's back to the dead man. So Wyndham, you know, one thing I liked about him in the locker room is he just full of ideas, man. But the thing that was now with Hunter, the Hunter regime, which I'm pretty sure because I worked with Hunter in NXT is he's very open for other ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, So Wyndham had certain ideas, but Vince was quick to shut things down, man. Not saying all the time, and I'm not saying his conversations were always that way with him, but, you know, it's just something I see Wyndham as that modern-day Undertaker, a guy that can take um, a couple different gimmicks, you know, and then years down the road he might bring back The Fiend or something. You know what I mean? So he's got these these different characters because he's not afraid to try something. And with my career, I tried uh, a few times to pitch different ideas, but I feel like I got pigeonholed in a – 
just, you know, a henchman gimmick. And, and, mm-hmm. and I know I've had people ask me like, did you refuse to do stuff? I'm like, no, I mean, unless it denounced my faith or something, I was wide open. I mean, you want me to go out in the pink underwear, whatever you want me to do, yeah. man. Like I just, that's just, you know, but you're right, dude. So, you know, these young guys, I've, especially on the Indies, dude, I've, and, and I haven't done any indie shows in a while, but in the past, just a lot of egos now. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, what do we have egos for? Like, don't be afraid to do. Who cares if you got to lose, like, or whatever? Who cares if they want you to try uh, a funny gimmick or try something different? Just roll with it. See how it works. You never know where it's going to lead. I mean, look at Mick Foley. I mean, the dude, dude love and all this stuff. I mean, he didn't want to do, from what I understand, he, I don't think he wanted to do the mankind gimmick. He wanted mm-hmm. to be Cactus Jack. And, you know, lo and behold, look where that went. You know what I mean? Right. He just took it and ran. He took it and ran with it. Yeah, I, I definitely think, and, and I, I know I've told you this, I don't think I've really told anybody else, but I, I know that I mentioned it to you, uh, you know, during all of the time before you left, uh, and you had even mentioned that you had pitched a similar gimmick, but like, I think with all of the heat that you had coming off of 2020, yeah, I think they missed the boat in not doing like a modern day Sergeant Slaughter with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they didn't want to you know, ruffle any feathers, but no, yeah. I agree, man. There's so, you know, it's so golly, man, there's so many things they could have done with that. They could have kept the forgotten sons together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, our promos that were leading into the forgotten sons of SmackDown were, were basically like, well, how, how I felt in real life and how the other gentleman felt in real life about certain things. But then when that happened, they just pulled the you know rug out from underneath us. And I was like, man, you guys could have really capitalized on this. Like, who cares if we made some internet folks angry because of my, you know, Trump beliefs or whatever. Yeah. But man, that's just the world we live in now. You know, I, yeah, <laughs> it's wild, man. It is. It is. And, and we'll get into that more uh, later on down the line. I know that yeah. several people have sent in questions talking about that time period. Yeah. Forgotten yeah. sons and, and what happened with all of that. But a lot of fun. One, one that I want to kind of dive into just for a couple of minutes is it, it, how did you get your TNA start for the listeners out there? Uh, okay. So like we've talked about before, when I first met you, your Phil shatter, and you know, you're, <laughs> yep. you're you're doing the run. I, I think you were the NWA national champion when I first. That's right. Uh, yes. So, you know, so how how did that um, how did that come about? So I was yeah I was working a lot of NWA stuff and then kind of uh, I remember Terry Taylor came down to NWA Anarchy and there in Cornelia Georgia. Um, it was, it was, ah, man, I want to say maybe the beginning of 09 or so. And, uh, Bill Barron's introduced me to him, introduced myself and Michael Judas to him. And then, uh, you know, Terry, after I think a couple of weeks, Bill said, Hey, they want you guys to go down to Florida for some TV tapings. You know, I don't know what this is going to lead to. Uh, it's not for wrestling right now. Supposedly it's for security. So they're uh, mid 2009, I believe it was. Um, I may be mistaken, bro. Maybe 2008. I'm, I'm, I'm a little weary on my, my years here, but anyway, we, we started going down there together. So we do, we'd leave anarchy on a Saturday night at 11 PM. Cause those shows ran for three hours. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we would drive all the way to Orlando for, and I'm you're talking about, we'd get into Orlando at 7 AM. They'd have us a hotel. Then we'd have to be at the arena or the sound stage, which they were doing at universal. Um, you know, from, 
good Lord, 12 to whatever, 10 or 11 at night for, you know, two, three, four days worth of taping. So we started out that way. Just Terry Taylor really got our foot and got, got my foot in the door. Um, he told us point blank as soon as we got there, Hey guys, um, this is your foot in the door. I don't know what it's going to lead to, but it's up to you if it leads any further. So basically we were, I was a yes man, dude. I mean, um, the security thing was weird at, at start because they started off with literally like we, we were, there was a few people there that thought we were like legit security for like Kevin Nash. I remember thought we were like security for the show, like actual working security until he realized we told him like, no, we, we, we we're professional wrestlers and him and Scott Hall like kind of latched onto us and we latched onto them. man. so I really always, you know, give those guys props because I know they went to the office and, and went to bat for us because long story short, um, there was a time there right at 2000, I want to say, man, 10 or whatever, when Hogan and all those guys started flowing in where we got a call and said, Hey, we're doing budget cuts. We, we can't pay you guys the $200 a day anymore. Um, so it was about three or four months for that. But then they brought us back. Cause from what I heard, Nash and Hall vouched for us. They said, we need those two big security guys back. They look legit. If we're in a fight, we don't want some runs breaking us apart. Um, so man, that just led basically to on air stuff. We started doing some security matches with Jeff Jarrett, where we, who was his henchman. We worked like Samoa Joe. And then one thing led to another, um, you know, Vince Russo hooked onto me and started working with character stuff. And long story short, I signed a contract there. What? 2010, I guess mid 2010. So, um, there's a lot, a lot more to it, but yeah, that's how we got our foot in the door. Now I know that you know shatter goes bye bye, uh, and yeah. you told that on the oh, podcast man. before. But but how did how did they how did you come up with the name Gunner? I killed to keep the name Shatter because Jeff Jarrett he knew me from like oh seven or some time frame, and he goes, "Why don't they let you keep the name Shatter? That's a I mean that's an awesome name." I said, "Dude, I don't know." So they come to us with two names. Thank God when. Myself and Murphy or Michael Judas, I think he was off somewhere. And the writing team come to us with two names. They said, all right, we got two names for you guys, Gunner and Murphy. So y'all, y'all kind of decide. And I said, oh, no. So when, when uh, Judas come back up, I said, hey, man, here's your name, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it plays off well because, listen, in the Marine Corps, um, I was a motor T operator, but overseas I manned a 50 cal on top of a truck. So yeah. I was technically a gunner. And I was like, well, this goes with my Marine Corps background. And uh, I didn't get stuck with the name Murphy. Bless his yeah. heart, man. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> now, well, that, that poor guy, he, he's one, he's one like that too. Uh, yeah. Who's, I mean, there, there again, what we started out talking about to young wrestlers not being afraid to change things up because yeah. I'm pretty sure when I first met him, he was Michael Adrian. Michael Adrian. Yep. Then then he went to Michael yep. Judas. He went to Puerto Rico and became Michael Judas. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, you know, he did Murphy, Murphy. and then yeah. I, I think now he's back to Judas. Uh yeah. So, so. Uh, Ju- Judas or something, maybe Ju- 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 yeah, Ju- something. Yeah. And because we still keep in touch, man. As a matter of fact, I'm actually working him. I want to say in oh man, March or uh May, but anyway, we um so yeah, that's the thing about Mike. You know, we they came to us. It was so funny because we both like I had long hair and a goatee, and then he had like kind of spiked up hair and a goatee because of his character. And Russo come up to us and said, "Uh, 
if these guys cut your hair, what do you think about that? Me and Mike were on the same page. Like, mm-hmm. dude, just do whatever they ask us to do. As long as we're not having to go against our beliefs or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, sh- I'll cut my hair or whatever. Because they wanted to look more security style. So he was, man, he was quick about like dropping it and saying, all right, whatever they need us to do right now, we're trying to get a job here and, and you know, you know, worked out. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's. Well, there's the there's the TNA beginning for those who have been asking. Um, yes, I knew some of that. That was a little more in depth. I, <laughs> I I do always think it's funny when people come to you and like in your situation. Okay, yes, you had been an NWA national champion. You know, you had got some notoriety through the NWA. You go sure. to TNA and they're like, "Hey, change your name." I can't tell you how many guys I have heard who have got an opportunity at a WWE or a TNA or something like that. And they're like, okay, we want to change your name to this. And they're like, yeah, no, you know, I've spent 10 years building up my name and blah, 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 blah. It's nonsense. What are you doing? I mean, yeah, man. if, if you, if you're doing movies, which those are some things that you've done before too. If you're mm-hmm. doing movies, you're not going to be the same character in every movie. No. You're so not. Why would you? Why would it be that big of a deal for you to change your name for a wrestling company? Right, because because of the egos, man. I mean, and there's there's egos in acting too. But I mean, for the most part, you're right. If Spielberg comes up to me and says, uh, "This is your character for this movie," I'm not going to go. Well, Stephen, I mean, I was, I mean, I was this in the last movie. I don't know if it's going to work. He's just stupid. You know, it's just it comes to the point of just staying humble, man. Like just staying humble and realizing like as a five-year-old kid, I wanted to wrestle all my life. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was going to do everything I had to other than denounce my faith and, you know, kiss a man on live TV. <laughs> and I was going to do what I had to, I was going to change my character. I was going to change. Cause trust me. Yeah. I built Phil shatter up for years. And I mean, I was on the way to win the NWA world title. And then I got signed with, with TNA and, and they said, well, we got to get the title off of you. So I dropped, dropped it to chance profit. But um, yeah, man, it's just like, dude, just don't be afraid to try something new. If it doesn't work. So what? I'm, I'm pretty sure that all the guys over the years have tried many different things that didn't work. I've talked to Shawn Michaels many times. He said, I've tried a lot of things that did not work, but a lot of things did work. So, yeah. you know, it's just being humble, man. Well, on a little bit of a, Sadder note, and I don't I don't mean to bring a downer, but I do want uh, to recognize it. Uh, last Tuesday, I believe it was, Jay Briscoe was killed yeah. in a mm-hmm. head-on collision. Uh, from what I understand, he had his, I believe, 12 and 9-year-old daughters with him. Yes. And uh, I've, I actually heard that they were on their way to their cheerleading practice or something. And I don't have all the details. I just know that there was somebody, uh, I believe it was a lady who crossed over and, and hit them head on. And man, that's just, uh, coming from the situation with my cousin on Christmas that, yeah, that's just another one that just kind of hit. Now, um, I never, I don't know, uh, if I ever actually even met the Briscoes. Um, but I was fond of their work. Did you ever have any dealings with them? No, I met them uh, a few times at Ring of Honor 2000. Um, I can't remember when, 13 maybe or something like that. I ran across them a few times. Never really kept in touch or never worked them, unfortunately. 
Um, but I did, I've, I've heard a lot about Jay through, through friends of just, uh, the family man he was, the father he was. And it's just sad because, you know, you, I mean, you hear something like that. Thank the Lord is two girls are, are, are safe and healthy from what I understand. They suffered some, you know, bangs and bruises and stuff, but man, you know, the, just, I can't fathom, um, what they're going through, what that family's going through, man. Um, no, but every, everything you see about him, the, the people just talking nothing but good about him. So that's always, always a good thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always. I, I know, I do know that the girls have a long road to recovery. One had to have a back surgery and for a while wasn't, wasn't able to feel anything from the waist down, but from what right. I've heard, uh, she has regained her feeling in her legs. So that's, that's awesome. Um, one thing about the Briscoes, you know, you would have thought, I mean, they were ring of honor uh, through and through, you know, and, and, oh, yeah. but they had other opportunities, but here's something then similar that I never yeah. knew until this happened. Uh, apparently AEW was going to do a tribute show last week to Jay. Yeah. And one of the Warner brothers, Warner discovery, whatever it's called, executives uh shot it down because of a tweet i think from like 2013 yeah it makes sense wow and and i mean the tweet i'm not going to say what it said but it was against same-sex marriage and uh you know it's it's a he had went on to apologize for the way he worded it and apologize for for saying it you know um but that I mean that's ten years ago. Ten, yeah, I know, man. And and people are still trying to hold a grudge over that, even after somebody's come out and apologized for it. Yeah, you <laughs> better than anybody know exactly what that's like. Right. What right. in the world? What is wrong with our society? Well, we know, man, it's social media hounds. And, and, and I was talking about it again today about that. And you've got a guy like Jay that apologized openly for a tweet from 2013, uh, you know, and, and I mean, why would you not do a tribute show because of somebody's views? I mean, but you're Warner Bros or whatever supports a company that, that openly allows someone where uh, basically promoting the murder of babies on TV. So it's, you know, man, you know how it is. This is a society that's based around social media. And if your opinion's not my opinion, it's not right. And so on and so forth. You know, I can understand if he didn't apologize or if he just said that a month ago or something like that. And all right, man, but still, you don't like, you don't not give a guy a tribute show because of, of something he said 10 years ago. Right. I mean, that's just, it's, it's, it blew, it blew my mind. I think, you know, you and I discussed that. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like, and then, you know, WWE from what I understand is some NXT, I think we're wearing armbands and then kind of did a shout out to him. Yeah. And I don't know if they did that just to poke the AEW fam. I don't know, but you know, I'm glad that they did because I mean, dude, listen, look, first of all, we all say stupid things and we all make mistakes. I'm thankful that nothing over the past, over the past 15 years, of the stupid things I said got caught on camera or caught through a tweet. I mean, right. to be quite honest, you know, but I mean, dude, we, we just, it's like, I don't know these people. I don't get it. I don't get it, bro. It just, it blows my mind when I hear stuff like that. Well, it is, it is really sad. Uh, hopefully they'll come to their senses and, and they'll be able to, to do something along those lines. But 
you know, yeah. I just, uh, people holding grudges for, for things, for people who have apologized and they're still holding a grudge over how, how is society ever going to get any better? And that's, that's where people need to understand the forgiveness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. If, if we're, if we don't forgive each other and move forward, then everybody's going to hate each other. Yeah. Everybody's going to be miserable. And I mean, it, it's just a, it's a sad, sad situation where somebody passes away and they can't even hold a tribute show for something that he said. Right. Over 10 years ago. It's just yeah. it's mind boggling, really. It's ludicrous, man. I feel bad, I'm, but I'm th- I'm glad that WWE come out and said something. And you know, I mean, there was a lot outpouring from what I heard and saw of of you know social media fans and all that stuff. And that was just something that Warner Bros. did for their corporate. You know what I mean? They 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 got an agenda and they wanted to prove a point. Um, but it's terrible. But you're right, man. They just you know that's where it's important that we uh, we share the love of Jesus. That. You know, I, I was reading John six thirty seven. It says, "All the Father gives gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out." Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't matter what we've done in our past, what we've said in our past. Uh, we don't have to worry about Jesus casting us to the side, man. Like you know, we don't have to worry about Warner Bros. Uh, canceling Jesus. You know, that's yeah. that's not Jesus. He's in a business for of love and and um, reconciliation and forgiveness and just healing and. Um, that's what we're here for. And that's the thing. When you, when you forgive, you move on, you know, yeah. and if, if I, I just said it a minute ago, but I'm, I'm just boggled over it. If we cannot forgive when someone has repented for something and asked for forgiveness over something, yeah. where are we going to go? Right. It's just going to continue to produce more and more hatred and bitterness yeah in society and nothing is ever going to get accomplished because you're just going to have everybody segregated, everybody against each other, everybody hating each other. That's a miserable, miserable world to live in. Miserable world, man. I've lived in a, in a world of just uh, having anger and frustration and bitterness and stuff like that. And man, every day I'd lay my head down, I felt dirty. And this was recent. I mean, this was recent going through what I've been going through, man. And, um, you know, thankful some things you sent me and then, you know, just prayers and all that, man, I had to swallow my pride and go, man, is this really worth it? Cause tomorrow morning I could wake up and, and that person could be gone or, uh, you know, whatever, man. I mean, but and, and it's, it's, it's helped me start to dig out of that. So forgiveness is huge. Forgiveness is huge. I mean, it speaks about it numerous times in the Bible. Yeah, it definitely does. I, I really, uh, I hate that situation, but I know that uh, I know that there's people out there who are not going to let his memory go. No, no matter what TV executives do or whatever. Uh, but I do want to say I've got a website here uh, that uh, if you feel led to donate to his family, um, as I heard somebody say the other day, if you would like to help out where Jay can no longer help out. Yeah. Right. It it crushed me when I heard it said like that. Yes. But 
Wow. If you would like to help them, you know, like I said, his, his young daughters have a long road to recovery. And then of course, you know, he was the head of the household and everything. So, uh, he's got a wife and, and kids that he leaves behind. If you'd like to donate, you can go to give send go.com slash pew love. That's P U G H L O V E give send go.com slash pew love. And uh, that goes, that goes directly to the family. So, you know, if you feel led, uh, I know that that family would really appreciate it. And, you know, most of all be, be praying for them and, uh, pray for, for those kids recovery and just the, uh, the mental state, uh, you know, because I know that's, that's gotta be very hard on them knowing that, that they were in the vehicle and their dad lost his life. Yeah, man. Pray for the peace and comfort of the Holy spirit to sit on that family as well, bro. I mean, it's, I don't know where their beliefs stand. You know, I never really asked anybody, but you know, you just pray that the, the spirit will, um, just give them comfort. You know, if they don't know him, then I pray that the Lord will reveal himself somehow, some way to him. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up, but uh, I think we've had a productive episode, <laughs> a return episode. And uh, yeah, it was fun. It was great getting back on here with you, even though we couldn't figure out how to work this thing for a little bit. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, we thank everybody for listening. If you have uh, any questions, wrestling or Bible related, feel free to email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Um, I will be at Renegade Championship Wrestling in Chatsworth, Georgia on February 4th. I will be beating up their heavyweight champion and taking his title. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, if you have wrestling or ministry bookings that you would like to uh, get in touch with either of us about, uh, you can email bookcaseycage at gmail.com and yours is? Oh, Lord, what is mine? I haven't been on this so long. <laughs> at CWLail underscore Gunner. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, there's man, your I'm social. And, and the email is? <laughs> yeah, email shatter. S H S H A T T E R six six eight two at Gmail. So shatter six six eight two at gmail.com. All right. So if you'd like to contact us, uh, there's our personal emails and also the wrestling for the faith. Be sure to share the podcast, let everybody know about it. And uh we just thank all of you for listening. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.